0: It's like dynamite.
1: Hello. Oh, hi, Merlin. I love no! I, I love computers. I love them. I love them. Hmm. Love what do them. you love about
0: computers, Dan? What do you I, love?
1: Well, I especially love when everything works perfectly the first time. That's you my set it up thing. once and it just goes. It just goes and nothing changes. Nothing changes, but then it just doesn't work. Dan, in, in instances like this, I often like to talk about the brakes
0: on an automobile. Oh, okay. It really like 85%... Uh, is not really quite where you would like it to be, right? Because you know, fifteen out of a hundred times, I'm not going to say that brakes don't work or the brakes don't stop the car. Maybe the brakes do something just very, very different.
1: Yeah, sometimes yes. you know what I'm saying. I do. Like
0: sometimes you hit the brakes really hard and it just makes your horn honk. Or maybe it sends like a text message to Joe Biden or something, right? but the car keeps going or, or maybe it sends a text to Joe Biden and starts going sideways. Well, those aren't very good brakes, are they?
1: No, that's not
0: what you're looking for. Dan, let's talk about forks. I don't know. Do you, does your family use forks in your faith? Are you allowed to use
1: forks? Yes, we use them.
0: Do you have, you have like more than one that people can use them?
1: You know? I mean it depends. There was one time when yes. I I took a trip and I was staying in a um we were staying in a hotel and we yes. were doing a takeout and we went and um my um my family got one knife for all four of us to share.
0: Okay, all right. I think that I could totally see that working out. But like however many forks you have in your house, you don't have to wonder what if maybe some of the tines fell off right. overnight. No,
1: you don't have to worry about that. It
0: explodes in your mouth. Right. Like a gusher,
1: yeah, or something <laughs> like, the can- you, you, like the candy. You
0: could, in, in my definition of this sort of thing, you could, yeah. in a groggy midnight man <laughs> in the evening having his mixuration times. You could, for whatever reason, you <laughs> can wander into a pitch black kitchen, reach into exactly the drawer you know without even looking, and and you know exactly where the fork is. You pull it out, and the fork is there. Now I don't. It's not up to me to judge. Whether and why one is using a fork in the middle of the night, what I'm saying is this, you don't take it out and discover that it's a wallaby and it bites you.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And yet a computer, we, we accept, we tolerate. We tolerate things like, I want to watch Saturday Night Live because it's live right now on TV. Yeah. Let's say, for the sake of argument. And, yeah. and here on the West Coast, that's, uh, they, they've done a thing for a couple years where they air SNL at 8.30... P.M. while they're doing it, you know, nominally live in uh, New York. And it's fun. I, it's, it takes me back. I watch it with my kid a lot of the time because it was, it, was, it was an exciting thing for me as a kid in Ohio, I was watching SNL, even when I was younger than her. But uh, if you're using the Hulu, Hulu app, Hulu <laughs> app on your Apple TV, well, first you must solve my riddle. Now, it seems that you could go to their pretty cool new. Grid of actual of t of a TV guide, which they finally have <laughs> that every TV and cable box had the TV guide built in the listings. Right, click. You, we had that before TiVo. We, we I had that on my old cable boxes in the nineties. Well, guess what? Hulu finally introduced that Hokuna Matata, and it says it says eight thirty Saturday night. It's uh it's uh one of those uh, document documentary shows, I think. and It might be like Dateline NBC or something. I'm like, oh darn. That's supposed to be SNL. And and just as an experiment, I click it anyway mm-hmm. and it oh. starts playing Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So that's cool. That's yeah. that's minor. Sometimes, bless my heart, sometimes I want to watch <laughs> Rachel Maddow. Sure. I don't know why. Why not? And I'll watch it while it's on. Let's say I want to start watching Rachel Maddow at 6.40 on a, uh, on a weeknight, which means it's, you know, the live broadcast, right? I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Don't worry. So what do I do? Well, I could go to the guide. Sometimes the thing is, though, how you get to the show on Hulu seems to have a more than significant effect on features, functionality, and availability. Sometimes if you go through the my shows area, -uh -uh, you're going to see an episode from last week is the latest episode. There's always an episode of SNL coming with Paul Rudd. It's always the time. I love Paul Rudd. That's always, the, it's not, it's frequently not that the episode I want to watch. Now let's go back to my friend Rachel Maddow. And, mm-hmm. you know, when she gets very worked up, it sounds like she's talking to a room full of cats and they're just staring blankly at her. And, I, and that's what I like to think about. Yeah. <laughs> so you try going in that through my stuff it might not work. Okay. Let's try going to live now. Okay, let's go to live now. Oh. Now, sometimes when I go in through live now, I don't know if you use the Hulu app. If you're going through live now, guess what happens? Well, you might be able, you can start watching from exactly where it's on right now, a la Ativo in 2001. Hang on a minute. You're already, quote unquote, recording this for me because the DVR service, I'm paying $80 a month for Hulu but i can't rewind <laughs> i can only start from exactly where i came if if you, if you paid 100
1: dollars a month then you'd be able to rewind
0: well, if I paid $100 a month, I, uh, they could probably just take SNL out altogether and I just wouldn't have <laughs> TV to watch. But, and then there's other ways that you can go and you can go in through. I'm not, there's like five more ways I could find this show. And I'm telling you on at least a twice a week basis, and I'm being very conservative, the availability and the functionality of what is on Hulu varies heavily depending on how I got that moving image and sound to appear on my screen. Right. Uh, forks, breaks. Maddow computers is what I'm
1: saying here. Mm-hmm. No, I hear it
0: in that order. So, I went through a thing this week where I was a uh, guest in on a podcast with a fella and we could not make each other's, uh, we couldn't find each other on Skype. He sent me a string of letters. That is his Skype name That he's positive is his. I did the same. <laughs> I've always had the same Skype name Yeah, since Skype was Skype and neither of us <laughs> could get Skype to ring. For the other person. So we had to use something called Zencaster. I don't know if you use Zencaster. There are people who use It's not bad. Zencaster, it is. Uh, It cannot be used on Safari. You have to use it on Chrome or Firefox. Does that make it bad? Well, first of all, it doesn't work on Safari. Why does it not work on Safari? My assumption a lot of the time is if something doesn't work on Safari, it's because Safari is being very secure about what futzing and uh, chicanery. (laughs) <laughs> and, and hinky stuff is allowed to happen on a browser. So, yeah. oh, 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 sorry, oh, can't do this on Safari. Big red flag for me. Fine, fine, I'll open up Firefox. Because I, I, Chrome for me is the court of last resort. I, I, feel like, I feel like when I open Chrome, it's like I'm putting a Facebook portal camera into my underpants. So I go to Firefox and I try to open it up. But guess what? Daddy's got Firefox locked all the way down. And this woman is telling me how to record a podcast over the phone. She was very nice with me. But she's like, can you make sure that you've uh, turned off private browsing? And I was like, I don't think I have a way. I have every private thing on on here. Well, guess what? It won't work. Because you can't get to the local storage. Your health check failed. Okay, fine. I will open up Chrome. And I opened up Chrome, which is like putting a Facebook portal camera into my underpants. (laughs) We finally got it to work out, but I had to go in and basically... Take the camera out of my pants, remove my underwear, spin it around over my head, and say, "Everybody, look at me! I'm Fancy Podcast Boy." And then I had to go back when we were done and I turned everything back on. Right. Forks, brakes, Rachel Maddow, uh, Hulu, hu- hu- Hulu,
1: and Zencaster. It just works. You know i I understand what you're saying. I can't. I can't say that I disagree with. The things that you just said. Uh, But I will say that if, you know, sometimes you've got to make certain accommodations. Yeah. And I have- If you're living in a browser world, you got to be a browser girl. I just want to follow up to a conversation we had a long time ago where we were talking about browsers. And I think that I mentioned at the time that I was switching and trying different browsers. I settled on Firefox- and I've been using Love Firefox. Firefox. non uh, Ugly, but for fantastic.
0: It's, it's so, it's right in this, right in the, it's ugly, but it's right in the sweet spot for like, it does tons of stuff. I wish it could do all the stuff Chrome does, but you know, I've set said, I've said aside childish things because I don't need all those Chrome extensions, just gobbling up every little thing that I do and changing preferences and stuff like that and opening all kinds. This is what happened with Windows in the 90s. Mm-hmm. There's too many monk holes and tunnels between all the different parts, and I don't like it. I don't prefer it.
1: And so Firefox, though, it's updated a lot, right? A lot. And I, I just want to go on record and say that it it is much less ugly than it used to be. It used to be, I used mm-hmm. Firefox alongside Safari for, for many, many, many years. And it's much, much better. Even just the latest update, 75, that just came out like days ago, it, it takes it another level better. There are different... They call them uh, themes, and there is a macOS El Capitan the theme devil you say. that I use that makes it look much more like a regular Mac app. We're,
0: we're, we're, what are we looking at here? Where do I go for that, Dan? I've opened up the Firefox browser. My location on, bar exploded. It is very large now.
1: On but the bottom I mean? left, there should be a little section that says uh, extensions and themes. You can click that, and... In there, uh, you should see a list of one that's enabled, which is probably either the light, the dark, or the default. And then, uh, do you see any other ones in there? If not,
0: I'm just I'm googling Firefox extensions and themes. Yeah, categories. If if
1: you look for Mac OS 10 El Capitan, and it 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 works perfectly. It looks just like whatever. I don't even know. I guess I'm running. Oh, there it is. I see
0: install theme. I'm clicking.
1: Okay. it helps and not saying it's perfect but it oh, helps oh yeah
0: that that is a lot better yeah you know it's weird the um sometimes it's just uh, a bit flips when i see non round rects i i can i i can't really articulate it but like when you see i mean these are very slightly rounded, mm-hmm. but it's the, it was the utter squareness of the tabs so was my first big turn.
1: I, I don't disagree with you. I I'm I don't know why, but I just, I don't know. It's just, it's it the contrast better. of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, it is Tuesday and setting all of that aside, it is the optimistic day. We have odds. We have sods. And Dan, I believe that we have a generous collection of uh listener letters actual letters from actual listeners
1: do we do we do some are some are having to do with housekeeping some people need our help Mm -hmm, uh mm -hmm. you know housekeeping i love it that's right housekeeping okay housekeeping all
0: right oh uh, that's gonna give me a chance to talk about a book i like Mm -hmm. um how are y'all doing there
1: fine you know fine How are you? Yeah,
0: five by five. Real good, real good. We're doing, you know, we're continuing our project about projects where we have different projects. Uh, Two two or three episodes ago, I recommended the one drawer project or cleaning out a pantry. We've, uh, lately, our thing is um, we have this backyard that we use, we'll fix up and use heavily every two years. And then it just goes to seed and it's just, just crows and savannah cats and it's crazy out there. So right now we're doing a, a project where we're fancying up our yard, and I got some lights that are run on solar power, so we get pretty like lights at night with a little path. And it, it still looks... Have you ever seen that photograph of me with the picture of Abraham Lincoln and I look like a hobo in my yard? you ever seen that photo? It's a really good photo. I love that one. It's that area. It's what we call the yarden. Ah. It's, it's a yard and a garden. And so the yard is getting fixed up. Our fire pit, our Martha Stewart fire pit arrives today. And we're just trying to make a place where we've got, you know, like to say Starbucks is the third, third location. You, like never go with a hippie to a Starbucks, that kind of thing. So that's what we're working on right now is our yard and project, and it's going really well. I think people need projects, even if it's it could just be like a new one. Thing is, I'm trying to get better. As I got better about washing my hands, uh, at the same time, I've tried to get better about uh, taking off my shoes. Like if I take out the trash, come back up, you take off your shoes. And then I have these nice Mac Weldon slippers that uh, John Gruber told me about. Uh huh. Um, that's that's that that is just a simple little thing. And uh, you know, it's just because our days are so similar day to day. I find, in some ways, that habits are less difficult than usual for me to at least experiment with. Whether that's uh, sleep or wake time, whether that's you know, water drinking, whether that's these are all very very dumb things. But get ready, you know, we're not done with this, guys. There's a lot of dumb to come. Title. Wait, what? A lot of dumb to come. There's still oh, more dumb to come.
1: No,
0: uh, to finish, if you like. Dumb, dumb to, come. to
1: come.
0: Yeah, down to clown. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the person who uh, their new license plate arrived? They they had not. I think I told you this already. I must have told you this already. But uh, it made me laugh, so gosh dang hard. Somebody got on their new license plate, and it was a totally like a Kramer ass man type situation. Um, the person's uh, new license plate is DTF. DTF-6969. Which, which is the kind of license plate that you would only really
1: want if you weren't old enough to drive yet. When I, when I get... When I, no, it's like one of those things, like when you're a kid, you're like, like my, my kids, both of them say this to me all the time. When I'm a grown up, uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to have all the money thought, I that, want. Thought. I'm going to buy all the candy that I want. I know, that's
0: always your first thought. And then in a few years, it'll be porn. Um, but <laughs> th- then what you think is, I want to go to the porn superstore. I have the money, I'm an adult. I'll also get liquor, whatever that is. You know, what they, you know they, you know liquor in the front, poker in the rear. I used to work with a fellow that had that on a shirt, and it was a shirt he had made with actual cool oh, like black letters ironed on. Mm. It's on the front. It said, "It said, forgive my saying, this is a quote." You know, it's all in the game. It says, it says poke poker in the front. It says uh, liquor in the front. L <laughs> I Q. No. U O R. No. Liquor the, and then on the back no. it said poker in the rear. No. P O K E R. No. He was a dishwasher. He had a mustache. Uh-huh. Um, he looked like John Matuzak a little bit. He's tight. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, namaste. So that's all stuff with too dumb to come. Too dumb, dumb to come. DTF sixty nine
1: sixty nine. I love I that. How long believe... has the DTF term been around? I feel like it's I don't been... know.
0: See, I know what Harris Whittle's saying down to clown on Parks and Rec. That's when uh-huh. I first heard that. Yeah. When he's uh, working in the animal control department. Have you gotten up to that episode yet?
1: Nope, not yet. Saving it. They made
0: the Fred Flintstone crow where you're pulling the tail and whistles. Um, It's a living. (laughs) Dan, uh, (laughs) let's see. (laughs) (laughs) We got two sponsors this week. We've got odds and sods. How would you like to proceed with this program? Um, My my only vote would be like, let's maybe let's do our letters after the second sponsor at the end is my thought.
1: Yeah, I like that. Let's do our first sponsor. Let's do our first sponsor. It's like a Lunchable. now I have one question before we do it though hmm. um, I was I was l- watching a video and they were talking about composting-hmm you you compost right until last week okay but I mean that's a thing somebody that stole has our been green part compost of your life.
0: can somebody stole our green compost can on trash after trash morning. stole or accidentally took it have not returned for two trash days including this morning don't be creepy and um, I'm really I'm, I'm really missing it. Oh. We compost a lot. And now it's taking up our precious trash space.
1: Mm, and it's and killing your, me. Your precious bodily fluids.
0: My precious body. I will not sit back and allow communist infiltration, <laughs> communist indoctrination, and the international communist conspiracy to sap it and purify all of our precious bodily fluids. That's right. Feeding you, Jack, feeding you. I, um... Do you, I, and know, my lady, my lady uh, had a class she took uh, you could call it a compost class, but don't call it a comeback. It was more than that. It was all about like organic gardening, hakuna matata stuff. Mm. So she used to do the eggshells and the coffee
1: and the whatnots. Well, the reason I ask is you say composter, mm-hmm. uh, but you say component. 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 It should be consistent. Consistent. Yeah, you you have a, a preference
0: for, uh emphasis on the first syllable. Well, I mean, it, it makes more sense. <laughs> if you have a My
1: grandmother if, used to say that. Hey, I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. If you have a, a consistent way to do it and you put. Composed. I, I think you put the first, the emphasis on the first syllable for all words from now on. And then you're oh. fine. Then it's consistent. You have one rule for the language. In the Spanish style. Yes. Bamanos. You don't say bamanos or no. bamanos. It's consistent, and you know what to do. If the well, so if the
0: montakea, it's in the penultimate computer, uh, my favorite, computer. My favorite uh, Spanish word is Montaquilla.
1: Do you know what it means? It montakea. means it means uh, sunrise over the mountain in the Western mm-hmm. Hemisphere.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Hash brown, no filter. Well, are you comp? Are you composting right now? I mean, Where naturally, are you
1: I am oh, composting what like yeah, I've eaten. I see you
0: doing the, You're doing the basement pile; they call it. Okay. <laughs> That's, you go over, you, you, know, you get out with a shovel or a spade, we don't say spade anymore, but you go down with some kind of a, a, a pointed tool and you turn it over every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, you
1: got to turn it around. Right. And just wipe it till it bleeds. It's the same thing I do with eggs. You flip them, you turn them over. It's turning. Turning. It's not flipping, it's turning. Right. Oh, if I see. You, it's like,
0: it's like revolving versus what's the other one? uh There's revolving and there's uh Revolving. Uh, just going a, revolving. It's going, going in a circle. <laughs> Montakea. You're
1: sounding very (laughs) fluent all of a sudden,
0: more (laughs) than (laughs) usual. There's dos, there's dos bueno things about me. Dos y y solamente dos. Dos hermanos Uh, y una refresca. When my game is on, I got two things going for me in Espanol and I will tell you what they are right now, Okay. My, my, my accent and, and my vocabulario. I have pretty good vocabulario. Spanish comes back to me fast. I've had half a year of it twice, which does not constitute a year. That's, that's
1: remarkable that that's all you've had and you're so fluent. Gracias. Y de postre, fruta. Bi- <laughs> Bibliotec. I think we do the rest of the show. Mantakia. <laughs> Mantakia. <laughs> Mantakia. Mand. bistec. Bistec. Can you you roll your R's pretty well? Was that something uh, that came uh, naturally uh, to you? Because it did for me too, and other people I know have a problem with it.
0: Well, you know, my daughter has that freak tongue. There's some people that can't curl their tongue at all—a very 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 small amount. can't do There's it. There's
1: some people you can't
0: do it at all. You can't do like a U. I can do it.
1: I mean, I can I speak normally, but I can't do any of those things where you can make the tongue when you. My daughter makes.
0: My daughter has always been able to make the W. She can't Do any of that? Well, the no, the W is she's a genetic freak. It, we're not, and we're not talking about left-handedness, or does the sun make you sneeze? We're talking. She's in some pretty freaking rare, rare air as regards tongues, because she would cry like a baby does, and, and we have all these photos of her making this W. And then as she got older, she could do it on purpose. Have you ever seen the W? Yeah, and it's freaking disturbing. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, it's and really it's really screwed up. It, yeah, it looks like a, an Oxo tool for cleaning a vegetable. It's except it's my daughter's mouth. Montaquia. Montaquilla. Vamos a pasar lista. I'm going to take the roll call. Uh Uh-huh. Montaquilla. Benjamin Montaquilla. My Spanish teacher always used to say pasar liste. Pasar liste. Well, you know, there's many, uh, many bueno ways with the different uh, palabras. Palabras? Parabola. Parabola. What's the word? What's the word? Portobello. The word is a uh, portobello Mm montaquilla. The buttered mushroom. (laughs) Museo de Montequilla, the mm-hmm. Museum of Butter. Do you Museo. think if I just
1: dropped you
0: Repita de mi.
1: into into a Muse- Spanish Spanish speaking country, would yes. you be fine? Would you be able to get by just fine?
0: Um, kind of. I think if I got, I think even a refresher course on a on a plane ride could get me close enough. I mean, I I, don't, I, I mean, this is all funny. I am just saying phrases I learned in Spanish in nineteen. 81 and in 1980 I want to say 8. I also had half uh, half a year of uh, of German in 7th grade. Really? Pita. Couldn't see me a Museo de Mantecia. Mant Mantakia bisteck. Dan, did you want to tell me about something that you um Oh, KS okay. La Significa, uh, como se dice, like, uh, uh me gusta,
1: something like that. Ah, me gusta, mm-hmm.
0: that's my pole dancer name. I'll tell you about Please Audible, me gusta. Audible,
1: Audible. Okay, I Audible. love Audible, I love Audible. them, Audible. and uh, oh, I'm gonna tell you about a new thing that Audible is doing. You know, they are known for having books, uh, what we used to call <laughs> in the old days, books on tape. But there is no tape anymore. Tape isn't a thing that they use. So now, they're just audiobooks. That's what they call it now, Merlin. And I find this—I find this a wonderful thing. And that's what Audible is do, known do for. You, do you
0: say that? Because I still say books on tape sometimes. The same I way do. that I will say I want to tape something off TV. I haven't taped anything off TV since probably
1: 1999. Yeah, I yeah. I I do say it, and uh, and uh, you know, instead of saying record it, I'll say tape it. And it's it, like, I, I realize that that harkens to like my granddad who would use a weird term for something. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And, and, and like, that was the word back then. And they could just never, and I'm now I say tape it all the time. So there's something really cool that Audible is doing right now. You may know, may have heard of Paul Rudd. I've heard of Paul Rudd. Love He's, Paul Rudd. He's always on the next SNL. Big fan. Ageless. Ageless, man. He is leading an all-star comedy cast in uh, something that Audible has created called Escape from Virtual Island. This is a scripted audio comedy. It's written by John Lutz of SNL and 30 Rock. And Rudd's character is joined by Jack McBrayer, Paula Pell, Amber Ruffin, a lot of funny people and a whole bunch more funny people that I'm not even going to name. And they go on this adventure. There's this remote luxury resort island in the year 2038. People who want an adventure go to the island to live out their wildest fantasies in custom-made virtual reality simulations. But guess what? A guest goes missing, things go wrong, and it becomes very funny. And uh, I really enjoyed this thing. I think you will too. Uh, And this is the thing. It's wonderful to listen to a nice diversion. It's funny. It's fun to laugh at things. It's fun to forget about everything that's going on in the world for a little while. Escape from Virtual Island is the thing to listen to you can listen to it for free there's a 30-day trial for free go to audible.com slash virtual island that's what you have to do and apparently there's a thing you can do that I admittedly I don't understand why you would do this but you can people want to do it you can text the two words virtual island to 500 500 I don't know what it does but they say you can do that for your 30day trial too so maybe that's what you want to do do that instead or go to audible.com virtual island uh, which is what I did. And uh, I think he'll enjoy it. So enjoy your free 30 days. Thanks very much to audible for making this show possible. Thanks. Audible buck buck.
0: I have four pieces of follow-up uh, from the time of the, that you were doing your ad read. <clears throat> may, I, may I do these four pieces of follow-up? Yeah. Full-time follow-up. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hang on.
1: That was hot stuff.
0: Yeah, I've I am way too wired here with different things, and sometimes things play all through my office. Four pieces of follow up. Number one, I just discovered that there is a Twitter account called Pick Pedant, as in a pedant of pictures. And the, the biography on this is punk, punctilious internet killjoy at the forefront of the new debunkonomy. And they go in and find popular viral things and explain how, that why and that they're fake. Uh, second piece of follow up: the photo of DTF sixty nine sixty nine is apparently fake. Oh, third. Paul How did Rudd you find that timeless. out? Timeless. Uh, I'm just. I'm just using my resources here. And then third, <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd, uh, who is ageless, timeless, grace and fineness. I just put the um, the uh, the YouTube video of his Tim and Eric sketch called Celery Man into the notes, and I would be very grateful if everyone would uh, please watch Paul Rudd in uh, a short piece called Celery Man. It's less than two minutes long. And uh, and fourth, I want to remind everybody, if you have an Amazon lady in a tube, there is an Amazon lady in a tube skill called Celery Man uh, that you can flip on and then you can talk to your dingus. And you could say things like, uh, load up Celery Man or Celery Man, uh, kick up the, the 4D3, D3, D3. You could say Celery Man, add sequence oyster, uh, kind of get a hat wobble. Uh, can you generate a nude tane and your uh, your uh, it'll talk back to you in, in celery man style? Oh, nice. Um, bomonos. I have some uh, little bits of odds and sods. Garden. Work. Oh yeah, you know I want to commend you to uh, to an article that was right up your alley. You've okay. probably already seen it, but there's a wonderful piece in the New York Times Magazine this last week called "The Weirdly Enduring Appeal of Weird Al Yankovic." Mm.
1: I love Weird Al.
0: I know you do. And um, so you and our listeners might want to check it out. It's delightful. It's very well written by a person called Sam Anderson. And I'm going to read you the first paragraph of this because this is it's such a good piece. <clears throat> Last summer in the middle of what struck me as an otherwise very full life, I went to my first Weird Al Yankovic concert. Weird Al, (laughs) for anyone reading this through a golden monocle, is the most renowned comedy (laughs) musician in the history of the multiverse, a force of irrepressible wackiness who, back in the 1980s, built a preposterous career out of song parodies and then somehow never went away. After 40 years, Yankovic is now no longer a novelty, but an institution, a garish, bright patch in the middle of America's pop culture wallpaper, a ridiculous, a completely ridiculous national treasure, an absurd living legend. And then he goes on to talk about going to the Weird Al concert, which in this case had an orchestra to accompany him. Oh, nice. Yeah. But anyway, I know you enjoy Weird Al. You have, you, I don't know if you still do. You used to have a Twitter picture of you interviewing him. That was you're a, a fan.
1: That was a highlight of my... Uh... Of my professional interview career without a doubt. No for offense. That, for me,
0: that was urinating next to Tom Hulse in Orlando. <laughs> said, I enjoy your work. And he said, thanks. And then we
1: parted. And You weren't even in the bathroom, which is the weird thing.
0: Yeah. He was in first class. I was in coach. So we were yelling a little bit. <laughs> and they said, you're not supposed to get up during food service, <laughs> sir. <laughs> There's too um, many notes, I said. Um, so anyway, uh, that's good. And that reminded me that I have seen Weird Al Live. Did I ever tell you I saw Weird Al Live? Mm, no. Okay, it's not really important to the story. Did you, uh, did you, I think we, we must've talked about this. Did you ever go to grad night? Yes, I I haven't heard those two words in- I know, hang on. Okay, so what year did you go to grad night? Probably 86 or seven.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. No, 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 tell me, tell me what year. I don't remember- what year were you a senior? Uh, um... Well, wouldn't it have been 89, 90 is the year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you graduated in 90. 90, yeah.
0: Let's see. Um, Jody Watley, Seduction, Stevie B, Sky, and Kevin Page- does that ring a bell? Some of might them. have been the year before. Now the year before has more that I recognize. Oh, sorry, real quick. Uh, I think they do this at both Disney's World and Land, uh, and basically uh, in usually I think May of a given mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. in the before times, uh, lots of college seniors and their dates and friends would come to Grad Night, and it was you would get on a bus and you would go to Orlando. Simi St. Cloud, <clears throat> and you'd hang out uh, all night at Disney World, in our case. And there'd be bands, and there was stuff to do, and you could ride the rides. And you could make out on Tom Sawyer Island. You could French on Tom Sawyer, <laughs> which would be a great Guided by Voices song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Title, please. Um, <clears throat> let's see, so 1989, <laughs> you got Samantha Fox, Information Society, Will to Power, Midnight Star, New Kids on the Block, Pasandas and Surface. was 1989. Mm-hmm. Do you know which one of those sounds, sounds more familiar? to you uh, you didn't really go to grad night did you i did but i don't have any memory of any of this 1984 a boy and his girlfriend with some camp with some caffeine pills in her tampon holder we uh we saw night ranger daz band exile i want to kiss you all over <laughs> and over again. i hated that song to the-
1: closes in.
0: <laughs> you got Exile. You got Dwight Twilley, amazing power pop singer that I did not know or appreciate at the time. And finally, Mr. Weird Al Yankovic. That's who we saw. We saw Weird Al. But best. I saw Night Ranger. Don't tell me you love me. Don't tell me I don't want to know. Don't mm. tell me you love me. hmm You know what I'm saying? hmm So that was Grad Night. Uh, and, and the Daz Band. Let it whip. Uh, let it, remember that song?
1: Whip it yeah, dude, that wasn't so a bad song. let it whip.
0: Child get a grip and whip it baby <laughs> what's your trip no no child come on let it whip whip next uh, piece of uh, Oz and Sod's yeah. uh, Yarden uh, I've been experimenting with a new thing and I'm very very adrift right now on exactly what to do with it uh, I need to find something for notes um on, on the advice of a friend of the show, uh, David Sparks, we were talking about a uh, cool home automation stuff. We were talking about, uh, so I'm sorry, I was recently on an episode of Mac Power Users. I go on once a year or so. And in this case, uh, Stephen is the new co-host. And uh, so Stephen and uh, Max Sparky and I uh, talked about stuff, including I-, I-, I pissed and moaned, believe it or not, about a lot of things, as one does in these days. And uh, But we also talked about home automation. And I was talking about, uh, David in particular was talking about uh, be- beacons or i-beacons, which are uh, Bluetooth LTE devices. If you've ever gone, for example, to, in my case, a mall or an Apple store, if you've gone, you get near the Apple store, how do it know? How does it pop up with the thing that says, hey, you're at the Apple store, do you want to go buy a thing? Yeah. And that's through something called iBeacons. I know you know this. <clears throat> and these are, uh, as I say, uh, low, low energy uh, Bluetooth things. That can do things based on detecting, in this case, a phone. And so I bought a few from a place called Estimote and they're called iBeacons. And so, like now, as can, people
1: walk, walk by your house or your office, there'll be a little thing that says, You should listen to these podcasts or something like that. Like you can, yeah, that's, force a, that's that the kind of people. thing that I
0: do a lot. I also put <laughs> posters for myself, you know. And then I just have a big sign that says, Please remember to like and subscribe. But it's <laughs> on those one of those little Instagram whiteboards with the black letters, and I got a baby I put next to it. <laughs> Some (laughs) baby Help me go viral You son of a bitch (laughs) Uh, And uh, Mm. and now here's the thing Uh, The development for this stuff can be accomplished I think mainly through javascript I don't know me any javascript I don't know how to get started I'm looking at the sample apps It's all very confusing uh, so I just wanted to say, I want to toss this out that I probably will talk about this more in the future if you all want to pick up some Estimotes. Uh, D- David uh, and uh, Rosemary, in particular, Rosemary from the other The Automator show that David does, they uh, they both highly recommend I, um, the Estimote eye beacons because they are the most, <laughs> as a very, very fiddly hobbyist piece of tech, it, these are the least fiddly sort of hobbyist tech in this uh, category. Mm. So... I uh, just thought I mention they are very cool. I've done the, I've done some basic demo stuff. It's pretty wild. Like you configure these. It says okay, take three of these and like walk to each one. It'll say okay, now you're in the bathroom. You've been here three times. Go back to this other place. But you can do some very powerful powerful stuff, especially by using um, an iOS app like PushCut. You can bring in a lot of functionality. Um, this is not homework precisely, but I just wanted to toss it out. That uh, if you're interested in this nerd stuff and in <clears throat> you want to automate your little hovel that you have to stay in. Check them out and I'll probably be talking in the future. If you have anything specific that a relative uh, programming idiot, sorry, a programming idiot could do to uh, hook this stuff up, uh, should I just be looking at cut? Do I need to be JavaScripting things? Um, iBeacons. iBeacons. It's what's, it's what's for dinner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a, a few sort of- little little <laughs> things that I wanted to talk about. Um <clears throat> one of them I was looking for the link for it but I might have to circle back to that. But the first one is an application by um my my friend. I wouldn't say friend of the show because I I don't know if he's ever uh listened to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh but um you you may know him as Sean Inman. Mhm. He came out with
0: He's a very smart fellow.
1: He's too smart for his own
0: darn good, I think. He also um, gets his audience. I really admire yeah. that about him. I think he really gets how to provide the best version of the sort of stuff that Sean does, uh, for people who could be pretty starved by the availability of actually very good information. And I think he's very good and clever about that.
1: He's really, really, really smart. Is that a compliment? I hope that came out as a compliment. That's how I meant
0: it. Okay.
1: And so he went and got a, uh, a MacBook pro, a 16 inch MacBook pro. And uh, and so he got it and he has run into the same issues that uh, a lot of us have run into, namely, um, you know, as you're typing a finger might just accidentally touch one of the keys in the touch bar, like the brightness. And all of a sudden your screen is black and you don't know why it's black. So he, he came out with a solution called bar none. This is an app that goes into your menu bar and it, it, when it's running, it ignores all touch bar input unless you're holding the function key. That's it. Oh, that's so clever. Yeah. So oh, that's a good in, idea. That's in the show notes. It's free. So oh, I'm um, going to get this. That's wild. It's great. It's a great little application that I've really, really enjoyed. Um, I also want to thank the listener. I apologize that I don't have the tweet up here and I I just I'm not going to go on Twitter and try and search everything. But uh, he I remember it was a he and I remember he tweeted me to say, hey, Dan, I just wanted to let you know that the latest couple releases of JetBrains monofont have a version without ligatures in them.
0: Wow, that's yes. cool.
1: So I don't know if they—it's
0: a little too stylish for a lot of folks. It's uh, like I love it. Mm-hmm. I think it's—I think it sparkles with personality. But I could definitely understand not wanting the ligatures.
1: Me too. I like
0: love that L. That L is going to be pretty upsetting to people.
1: Well, it, if you want to go and try this without ligatures, it's in the show notes, uh, which can be found at backtowork.limo dot Limo slash. Uh, I think this is episode uh, four seventy three. Four seventy three. So uh, you can go and as of version 1.04, they have added a no ligature version. It is only in TTF format, not any of the other formats. And it is called JetBrains Mono NL for no ligatures. No ligature. And I have switched to that and I've been really liking it for the last week. We'll see if I stick with it or not and there was one other thing that I thought the audience would enjoy I'm
0: sorry did you you, I didn't hear you say did you put that in notes or
1: it is in the notes ah there it is Greg Fiumara is the person who told me about that thank you Greg thank you Greg and there was one other thing that I'm going to look oh um Inter another font while we're talking about fonts Inter is a font that I really like and this is now available on Google fonts for you to include in your favorite Picture. projects and things like that. Uh, so that was another. That wasn't the other thing that I wanted to talk about, but it'll have to do for now. And if, uh, I, if uh, I let me jump it. in
0: with one, and if you think of it, jump back in. Oh, this inter is pretty. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, I like this. This is very humane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like this a lot. Okay, I'm getting it now. Rasmus anderson That's a cool name. It's a lot of S's. While you're uh, thinking of what it is you wanted to say, uh, I'll piggyback on your inman. Mm. with uh, mentioning that, um, I think, yes, I did say this, I believe, last week, that I, <clears throat> in order to do more stuff with my... God damn it, I have to cough, I'm sorry. In order to do more things with my keyboard, I elected to go with Better Touch Tool, which is something I used to use when Christ yes. was a corporal that um, I think um, Ritterpster first told me about. And uh, boy, is it cool and powerful. I, I know Keyboard Maestro is the one I eventually should get you know, familiar with, but it's a little much firepower for what I need right this sec. And Better Touch Tool has so much good stuff, and I forgot how much good stuff it has. Uh, the, what it does on the tin is, uh, the basic idea is if you have a touchpad that you use with your Mac, the most basic thing it does is give you a lot more control and a lot more customization of, of uh, what you can do with your touchpad. But boy, does it ever not stop there. It also <clears throat> has different sections for doing stuff with your keyboard. Uh importantly here, doing stuff with your touch bar on your Mac laptop. And there's all kinds of cool stuff that you can do. You can now add your own stuff to the touch bar um, using a uh, better touch tool. One I remembered that it did, and I was so thrilled that this worked yesterday. Um, you can also control your Mac. You can use it as a touch. You can, sorry. You can use your, the iOS version of better touch tool that you run on your iOS device. Yeah. Can be used to interact with your Mac. Now, why would you want that? Just get a mouse or something. No, but like, what if you're on the other side of the room and you want to like mute the audio? Mm-hmm. You just slide uh, left to right and it reveals all those basic sorts of controls. You slide uh, right to left and you get a touchpad interface. So like if you're standing oh, nearby cool. and you want to do, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's really cool. Uh, if I'm very nearby, I'll just hit the space bar, but it's pretty cool that, um, or, you know, or the various controls, but um, I just thought I'd mention that, a uh, better touch tool. The other one that I, I I finally bought a new license for yesterday is Sound Source by Rogue Amoeba. Oh, that's
1: such a great, powerful, amazing app. First I, of all, I, Rogue Amoeba yeah. is Rogue amazing. Amoeba,
0: they are amazing. They are amazing. The, Rogue Amoeba and Panic to me are two of those companies where it's like, we don't need a lot of people to do what they do. Right. And I'm so grateful that the people who do what each of they do is so good at it. And that's true to the 10th power for Paul and his team at Rogue Amoeba. They do like, I'm using it right now. I'm using Audio Hijack right now. Um, we use that for You Look Nice today. We use it for all the great shows. Um, I love Loopback. Loopback.
1: Loopback is amazing. Look L- Looks good loop on back. you. Loop Loopback. Loop's good on you.
0: And so he's given me licenses for pretty much everything in the past, but I try to make a habit of also buying them because I want to support that work. And boy, stuff like Audio Hijack, it gets updates so often. Oh, yeah. It's always improving it. Um, and when you go to look at the feature page on something like SoundSource, you're thinking like, oh, what would I do with this? Like, I already have the little icon and I know how to option click on that. SoundSource lets you do stuff like identify different apps and services And always have, when audio from that app or service plays, have it go to this device with these settings. I want it to have this audio, like AI, AU effect added to it, uh, a 10-band equalizer. So for example, I listen, when I'm on my computer here, uh, I listen to uh, Overcast via, what's it called, podcast menu. So a guy put this thing up, I think on GitHub, called podcast menu. And it basically makes the web version of Overcast live up in your menu bar, Mm. but the media keys also work with it. So I can be, again, I can hit play pause on my keyboard and it'll play pause in Overcast, right? You with me so far via yeah. podcast menu? Mm-hmm. But the media keys also work. So the jump back n seconds works with media keys. But now also, with sound, thanks to SoundSource, I now say when podcast menu is playing, play it at 100%, don't redirect, do whatever the system settings are, I can, you can fix, uh, you can <laughs> do one X, two X, three X or four X volume overdrive, 10 band equalizer with what looks like about 15 or 20 presets. So when that plays for me, I don't have any effects on it, but it plays spoken word settings. So it brings up the high mids just a little bit, but not too much. And I always know it's going to go where I want it to go. Done. Yeah. Sound source. Did you think of what
1: you wanted to uh, say? No, I c- I, <clears throat> I know what it is. I couldn't find it. I'll do it next week.
0: Okay. Might have had one more, and then I want to hear about another thing you like. Okay. I think... now that might be... Oh, yeah, you know what I do? So, uh, TV show, recommendation. Uh, Having watched uh, two episodes and Sleepy, I went to bed after two, but I stayed up late last night watching a show on Netflix called Unorthodox.
1: Oh, I saw you tweeting about this. I've, I've heard different things about it, but overall, very positive. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's... There's not a... There's not a log line for this where you go like, oh, it's like Patriot because it's this guy, he's a sad spy or whatever. The basic story that you get very quickly is that there's this fascinating uh, young woman who wants to leave her uh, ultra-Orthodox community in Williamsburg and start a new life. And that's all you need to know. That's the basic log line. But boy, is she terrific. The cast is great, and it's just fascinating. It's, I just, I don't know. I, I love a little view into somebody's world that's different from mine and the world of uh, Orthodox Jews. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm using the right word when I say ultra-Orthodox. They seem very, very, very Orthodox. And it's very insular, like, you know, religious communities can be. Um, but it's fascinating. The costumes, the stuff that people wear, the way they behave, the wigs the women have to wear, the whole thing, that alone is just wonderful, like National Geographic level interestingness, but the drama at the center of this, which is, you know, this young woman wants to get away from her husband and family and she's being pursued um, by her husband who's a real milk toast guy and this one guy who's sort of been shunned from the community. We're not sure why, but now Moisha's back and he's going to go help find her. Um, unorthodox, on... Um, Netflix, I will join a lot of folks. I don't want to oversell this, but I will join a lot of folks in saying it is, it is probably one of the great first episodes. Unorthodox.
1: There you
0: go. <clears throat> uh Dan, tell me about Unumas,
1: thing that you like. I would love to tell you about Molecule. This is Reimagining the future of clean air, starting with the air purifier. It's not just an improvement on existing outdated technology, but a complete reinvention of air purification. Molecules Core Technology, PICO, stands for photoelectrochemical oxidation, was developed to actually destroy harmful pollutants in the air like VOCs, bacteria, mold and viruses, instead of just collecting them on filters. It also reduces unwanted byproducts from the air like ozone which is a known issue for other air purifiers on the market today. Molecule makes this revolutionary technology available to consumers so everyone can experience the life-changing benefits of clean air. For a lot of people, uh, allergies. For me, allergies is the number one thing. Uh, Molecule has reinvented the air purifier, so it destroys airborne pollutants, including allergens, bacteria, mold, viruses, and volatile organic compounds, which is what VOC stands for. Never knew that using breakthrough photo electrochemical oxidation that I told you about. Their air purifiers don't just collect air pollutants. They destroy them on a molecular level. When you turn on molecular air purifiers, you're creating truly clean air, combating allergy season by destroying allergens in your room and in your home. So Molecule now offers their breakthrough Pico technology across the full range of products, providing a solution for the entire home when it comes to air purification. So whether you need the Molecule Air for large rooms or the Molecule Air Mini for smaller rooms, you can now choose a unit that is best for your space or create a bundle to provide air purification solution for your entire home. We have one in my home. It is very silent. It has a little blue light, though you can have the little blue light turn off automatically at night so it doesn't bother you at night. It's remote controlled with your iOS app or your any, any phone is going to run this app just fine. And uh, it makes it super easy to control it. It does have a little display on the top, too. It's very cool. It looks very cool. And uh, you can find out more and get one for yourself by going to molecule.com, which is spelled M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E, Molecule with a K. And enter the promo code back to work10 because it will get you 10% off your first air purifier order. So once again, that's molecule.com, back to work one zero for ten percent off. Thanks very much to Molecule for making this show possible.
0: I think Twitter has started doing that thing that YouTube does. I just noticed in the link that you added it. Prepends the um, the tar- the target like text with wow. a, a numeral <clears throat> in in wow. parentheses. So like you know like when you do a YouTube link and yeah. it'll be the name of the thing and it's in front of that it'll be like a, th- a one or a two or a three in parentheses. Mm-hmm. This is the dumbest thing. That's I That's what that. it does it too. You know and what it's doing I believe what it's doing is is telling you how many
1: notifications you have in the title of the page. Yeah, it's it's the dumbest thing. I never want to see that. It's not Why a good way to Why would you put it there? Either. I don't that's know. That's a category error, like it doesn't go there. That's crazy. It's crazy, it's stupid, and uh, one yeah. of the many things that Twitter does wrong. Another thing that I really <laughs> don't like is it used to be that notifications <clears throat> represented at messages that you had received. So someone's like, at Dan Benjamin, hey, I saw that they've got a no ligatures version of the font that you wanted to use. That's an at message. To me, that's a notification, but that's not what it means. Now notifications, not now, it's been like this for at least a year, maybe longer. Now notifications are, and I'm talking about the website of Twitter, by the way, which Mm -hmm. is, I don't have a Twitter app. I don't use a Twitter app. This is part of the way that I control how little I'm on Twitter is I make it painful for myself to use it. (laughs) So if I want to use Twitter, (laughs) I have to launch a web browser. I have to type in twitter.com and then I have to scroll in the browser and I do that for myself on, and when I'm done looking at it, I close the window so that it's equally painful every time I want to check it. So guess what? I look at Twitter once or twice a day now, and I'm on it for five or 10 minutes tops. Hmm. But pretty sneaky, sis. Yeah, diagonally. So <laughs> you have a, uh, a, a a forced constraint now for me on Twitter. But the thing that I notice is now I'll go in and say, you have 58 notifications. I'm like, wow, something I tweeted must be really pop." But no, one of those oh. notifications is that somebody liked a tweet I made Six months ago, they just liked it. Oh, I know, it. I
0: know. And even if you mute it, it gets unmuted in a series of days. Hate it. And it also resets so that you get top tweets instead of recent tweets. and ugh, It's the worst. It's so mental. I'm so confused. I'm trying to install inter font, and, if, and it keeps finding dupes with the inter variable font. Is that like an Uber font that runs the other fonts? So it's confusing. I'll figure it out later. Um, but I've added Inter. 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 inter.
1: Did you want to um, do a little bit of listener email? I would really love that, Dan. All right. Uh, so uh, some of these are just quick little things I thought were interesting. And then there's, there's other real questions, but here, here's one from uh, listener, Rob. Um, I caught up uh, one. Now the way that listener Rob has done this, hmm. I was always taught that you would type the number one. If you're making a list, a numbered list, you would type one period. Are you talking about for a list? In a list. But, but if it begins a sentence, it's capital O-N-E. Well, no, I'm talking about like in a, in a list at all. He's done the thing where you do oh, one. Oh, you're talking about like, a, like an OL. Yeah, he's done a one and then the closed parenthesis. Uh, I,
0: I, don't, I don't love that. Also, it's going to screw up the way you do selections when
1: you click. You know, I agree with that. But it, I, it occurred to me that that was something that I remember doing as a, as a boy. Mm-hmm. No, I think that was very common back then. Yeah,
0: Ooh. back in the the aughts. If I'm gonna do, if I do an OL, I will do. I don't go very deep. Mm. I just go usually one or two levels, and I'll just use for markdown anyway. I'll use a one and a period. I'll say if I do an a UL, I do like I like a bullet. I like a, what what an asterisk, like shift eight. But if it's a list in something like t- a task paper, if I I visually separate lists of tasks to do, even if it's not functionally part of the. um uh, synology. Syntax, even if it's not like functionally like a, a test paper document. I, I, if I'm doing just a uh, an unordered list, I, I like asterisks. If I'm doing a list of tasks, I like a dash. And he did a one with a with a closed parenthesis. Yeah. Do you feel like that might reflect on his character a little bit? Maybe his age. Is it does it mean? I don't listen to this. Is is it a kind of moral weakness? Do you want? <laughs> to...
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, or a moral resolve bucking the trend. You think he's a nasty fella? Is that what no, you're No, <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. Okay. You think he's a dirty boy? <clears throat> I caught up on an old episode. It's true that all browsers on iOS are Safari skins. They can make their own UI and non-web features, but the web pages they show are limited to Safari support. This is good and bad. Third-party browsers can't decide to let Flash and insecure Java plugins run, but they also hmm. can't use good news stuff that might work in Chrome and Firefox on the desktop. And, and then in... Uh, and more, yet more parentheses, he says, I worked at Mozilla for years, but long ago. Oh, that's cool. I was um, at the launch party for Mozilla.
0: Seriously? That's so cool. Yeah, there's a picture of me and uh, Jesse Garrett and Matt Howie, and I'm, I think I'm wearing a Mozilla shirt. Love it. That was a long time ago. That's at the DNA Lounge owned by the guy with the with the green letters. You know that one guy? A green you know Lantern? Guy? I'll find out.
1: Um, two, so what does he
0: say? What is he saying? It's a skin for Safari. What What is that? Right.
1: Mean? If you remember a, a a while back, I don't remember how uh-huh. many episodes it was. I I said that I believed and that I was I had read or was told that uh, even if you were to get Chrome for iOS, oh, it's still Web, WebKit or Mozilla for iOS. That that is just their design and wrapper around the regular old Safari mobile Safari engine. That that there is only mm-hmm. one true. There really is only one browser. On mm-hmm. iOS and that is Safari, the WebKit engine behind the scenes that you can skin it, you can customize it, you can have different behaviors, but the actual rendering engine is always going to be mobile Safari and that's for protection. Uh, mm-hmm. So Apple would say, I also
0: love the syncing
1: personally. I really like I the, too. the Safari iCloud ecosystem.
0: The syncing has come so far. I feel like I do owe an amends. For all well, no, I don't. We all got our game together. Apple got his game together with Sync. I got my game together with not not complaining about Apple Sync.
1: We both did our job.
0: Now but didn't it, didn't it iCloud so
1: sharing come out and like no one's talking about the iCloud file sharing?
0: It's there, but it's a little odd and confusing. Um yeah, it's it's not ready yet, I don't think. But there is one cool feature that's hidden way deep and I forget who to credit with this. I apologize. I saw it on Twitter. It's probably one of the usual suspects. I'm sure that's very consoling. Good iCloud Drive. Uh, you right click on something and you see in my massive list of services and various things, there's one here called. Oh damn it! Where is it? It's something like Add People. Mm. Oh, here's Use Groups. But I think you can click something like Add People. Oh wait, never mind. I'm on um, I'm on the old old dingling one here. I don't know if I have it yet. But yeah, I mean, it's not anywhere near Dropbox. There are more and more people I encounter, including people I do podcasts with, who I could strangle, who for political reasons don't like will not use Dropbox with the app. And let's just say there's somebody who's really busy and easily distracted, and they constantly forget to upload their side of the file, and then you have to keep bugging them about it, and they get really defensive and weird. And then, (laughs) and it's just because somebody from who likes Trump is on the Dropbox board, like you're killing us,
1: Max. Two right, two right (laughs) parenthesis. There is a <laughs> Mac OS time tra- tra- tracking app called QB serve. And it is wonderful. One of the founders also wrote a long blog post about many of the working from home issues you discussed on the most recent oh, that's episode. that's cool. And so there he is. Rob has provided and he says, thanks, Rob. He has provided a link to this. How I got to 200 productive hours a month by Ivan Mir. Uh, it's an article back in 2017 which explains I guess the launching of this uh this QB Serve time tracking app that I've never QB used. Serve. But I'll put this in the show notes because Rob seems like a nice guy. That's cool. Okay. Thank you Rob. buck. Thank you Rob. And Oh, then... you know, I
0: actually said that on Sunday. Just for what it's worth. Like in person? Yeah, yeah, it was this Sunday and I said, buck, uh, You
1: know what I
0: said, you know what I said on uh Friday? What? <clears throat> Good Friday, more like Great Friday. And then nobody laughed. So were you, alone? were you
1: alone or were you?
0: No, I mean I was alone in the sense that only I found that even vaguely humorous.
1: But emotionally my, my, isolated but physically present.
0: Pa- my daughter's passion for dad jokes is very mercurial. And like there's some kinds of things. If dad makes the actual dad joke, it may not be funny, but if somebody on TikTok does it, oh. <laughs> well we were watching something one time a couple weeks ago. And it might have been it's a TikTok or a Vine or something. We've, I've seen so many. And, and the person says, what was it? like?" Uh, exercise? I thought you said extra fries. And then she thought that was <laughs> so funny. It might have been the Universe. She thought that was so funny that she started, she started laughing. And then she started fake maniacal laughing. Oh. And then she stopped laughing, but then she started laughing again. And the maniacism was tar- entirely natural and organic. I like that. I I thought you said extra fries. No soap radio. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a a three in a right paren? No, that's it. End of the email. And that's Rob. That was Rob. Thank you, Rob. Robert parentheses. Hi. Hi. Come on down to Bob parentheses. (laughs) Hey, come on down to Bob parentheses. Philadelphia Ford dealership.
1: I you know where I've seen like? you know where I think I'm I've been thinking about this ever since we started this uh, reading this email. Yes, where I do approve of and like a parens, a closing parens after a number for a list is if the list is embedded within a paragraph with no additional formatting.
0: Is, do you like it indented? I mean, here you're talking about layout and typography, like, right, right? But I'm right, I'm right. saying
1: like if I was just typing a paragraph and I was like I wanted to bring a few things to your attention, guys. Okay, mm-hmm. so one right parenthesis. You need to do this. Oh, period, and then like a paragraph to, under it. Two right parenthesis. No, no paragraphs. Just in line in the, a single paragraph as written. Do they wrap? It's okay. It's okay if they wrap. Yeah, I guess. But the mm-hmm. the point is, in that situation, it would be okay for me to have the parens because I think the period might be confusing because mm. it looks like punctuation. But if I it's see, a-
0: I see. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I was, um, I don't know how this came up on by Friday, but we were talking about, uh, Jan Sitchold's book, The New Typography, Denied Typography, which, uh, I haven't read in a while, but I remember being a real banger. And we're talking about, um, what's that wonderful book, The Elements of, I think it's The Elements of Typography. It's one, it's this really, really beautiful book, but I don't know. I feel like there's this weird, uh, oh yeah, I haven't said it yet this week, weird liminal space. You may mark your card. Weird liminal space between um, pure design Mm. over here as against the sort of technical, more, as we used to say, uh, sort of left brain idea. Mm -hmm. I know it doesn't mean what I think it means. I don't care. You know that you understand what I'm trying to say. I do. There's these two parts that really come together in the world of typography and layout. Which is it's it's to, to look at it done well. It's so ineffable. It's so difficult to look at something and go, God, that's beautifully laid out. You look at something like like you know the kind of stuff that Koi does with with grids. Yeah, and that, that's I I feel like I don't know if he would say this, but I feel like that's very influenced by grids and by uh Jan old stuff. And he was a guy in Germany in the, the Weimar times, and for, at some point during the war. Um, but his he did so much to sort of be part of that sort of Bauhaus-y look, but also like just, if you've ever seen, like Cards Against Humanity, like I don't think the look, the aesthetic of Cards Against Humanity would exist without somebody like Jan Sichold. Um, And I don't know, the reason I mentioned here is it's really satisfying to me, like, and of course, the elements of typography, which I will find for notes, is also beautifully laid out. And then, I mean, then there's that, then we're kind of getting at this point a little bit into user experience or at least information design. I I don't know. I just find that stuff so interesting. Right now, it's been a real visual design heyday in the age of uh, COVID. And people are doing some really, really beautiful visualizations. Um, New York Times is great at that stuff. I don't know. I do feel like that's an art form that kind of hides in plain sight, is the ability to lay out information in a way that is attractive and usable, um, but really serving the function of of what the, the, as you say, content is. Content. Content. Let's see if I can find the elements of typography is that right i'll find all of these for notes oh dan uh tell people again
1: uh, oh it's but we well, already did it but do it again because yeah, back, back to back to work dot limo slash 473
0: hey you know what else is cool that i heard about what I, i've been i've been listening to a lot of podcasts um now i'm just saying things i like this is like a, like a seventh grade sleepover um <laughs> <laughs> i like boners and hulk um, let's see here. What was it called? It is called, so basically, you know, uh, we've been trying to support local businesses. Oh, 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 guess what? Guess what? Sorry. What, what, what? I'm not closing my parentheses, am I? Uh, last week I mentioned that Italian restaurant in West Portal that we'd gotten three times. Went, uh, went to get it for lunch after we recorded. It was closed. They're closed down. And there's an article, somebody wrote a really nice piece on Nextdoor about them and doesn't that suck?
1: That sucks.
0: Do you remember this, like last week, me saying how I got the carbonara like three times? Yeah, yeah. They they when I went that Tuesday afternoon, it was closed. And I thought, oh poop, and like closed, at, closed, closed. Well, I saw that it was closed now, and a lot of times, Grubhub and similar have sort of weird things about not exactly knowing maybe somebody's sick that day, so it looks open but it's not, right? Mm-hmm. They don't always mm-hmm. record that. They don't always flip the switch to say no orders today or no orders till seven for whatever reason. Right. So I figured it might be something glitchy. Came back that night to get it for my family. Nope. So I Mm. finally broke down and I did the thing I hate, which is go to Yelp. Yes. I want to look at the website. No, I don't want the app. Thank you. Show me the information. It was like, yep. There's even like a standard little box now for we're closed due to COVID. That sucks. But we're trying to support local businesses. And we bought some books from our favorite uh, bookshop, West Portal. Um, but then I also found about this thing. Who told about this? Oh, it was um it was Epre Love Lady, uh, when she was on my bimbam this week, talked about this really cool um way of I'm sorry, it's called bookshop.org. Have you seen this? And bookshop.org no, is a front end to a lot of local bookstores. So you can go in, and the same way you would search on Amazon or similar. In this case, my daughter's super into botany right now, and so I got a couple botany books and um it's just really neat you just go in go to bookshop.org i'll put it in notes and that's one way to uh support uh you know local bookstores and get stuff it's not it's not for free but it's beneficial do you understand
1: i'm with you 100 percent. okay
0: uh is that it for that i think that's it for that celery man daz band unorthodox Yarden, mm-hmm. Yarden. mm-hmm um do you have one more uh, any, one more can we help anybody today or are uh, people just giving us facts or is there anyone well there, who needs help There's today? a lot
1: of people who are giving facts. Um, oh, people love that. But this this is one that uh, a, a little bit of a question. Okay. Um, hi guys Hi! Hi! Long time, Sorry. long time <laughs> I fan. Was clicking, I was clicking your bookmark. Clicked. <laughs> thank you, thank I didn't you so it much. Was a bit. No, it's it was just hi guys. Longtime fan. Thank you so much. The last couple of shows have been really stellar in the way that you acknowledge Ooh. the pandemic crisis without making the show about the pandemic crisis. What a
0: lovely thing to say. Tell me this person's name.
1: Terry. Terry. Thank you. That is that makes my day. Thank you so much. Because we don't need more of that, but we do need to take a look at how we're getting through the day to day. You are hitting it just perfectly. Thank you. Oh, that's nice, Terry. Stay safe and thank you. Here's what I want to ask about. Years yeah, and years ago, Merlin made a comment that, as I remember it, the album The Meadowlands by The Wrens was exceptionally good to listen to while working, in addition to just being exceptional. I can't tell you the number of times I've had trouble buckling down to work and finally just put that album on and go to it. It's like magic. I don't know if it's the momentum or how the vocals are mixed or something <laughs> else, but it's just perfect. It's do such, you a, ha- weird it's do such you a weird album. Do you have any other recommendations along these lines? A lot of people recommend classical music, but that hasn't worked for me. The Coffee mm. Shop Ambient Sounds App and sites that can be surprisingly good, but I'd love to find more music like this that I could also enjoy in its own right. Thanks, Terry. P.S. Hmm. I do a lot of listening, podcast listening in my car or while traveling, which obviously is out while sheltering in place. I'm learning how to fit podcasts into my home life and I'm guessing that a lot of your listeners are doing the same. Hang in there. If <laughs> that's you why wanted... people are, wa- Terry, that's why people are washing dishes so much. I think it's become like a running joke how much everybody washes
0: dishes these days. And I bet an opportunity to put on headphones and be away from your goddamn family is, is probably one of them. <laughs> (laughs) Seriously. Thank you, Terry. I love this question. Um, I can try to answer this in the abstract and specifically. In the abstract, I don't know how to say this other than um, I think it's just helpful to figure out an album that you love. There are albums, I feel like most of us of our age anyway, have certain albums that are in a certain sweet spot, like a certain Venn diagram overflow. And it can be a little tricky. Like, first of all, there's just bangers that you can just always listen to. Like, I could listen to um, Girl Talks Feed the Animals Mm -hmm. All day, any day. I could listen to Surfer Rosa, but I do listen to Surfer Rosa at least once a week. Uh, Weezer's Pinkerton. Now, it's difficult for me to say that's good for you because I don't know how you roll. It sounds like we both can appreciate, hey guys, go listen to The Meadowlands by Renz. Boy, is it ever a special album. But part of that Venn diagram is I don't want to listen so much that it stops being special. So I, I think I mentioned Dan, and probably in this same conversation he's referencing, that things like Stairway to Heaven and The Meadowlands, I don't listen to over often because I don't want it to lose its right, specialness. Right, right, So the abstract answer is you have to find something that you love that you won't ruin by listening to repeatedly, but also that you won't find distracting. I think it can be a kind of comfort food. It could be Madonna's um, self-titled album. Uh, you know, what's the one with Borderline. That's the first Madonna album, right? A borderline lucky star could be yeah. something like that. Or, yeah. or it could be, I'm trying to look at other stuff I've got here.
1: I think it's, um, it's, it's interesting because some, sometimes lyrics or singing can either really propel yes. you or distract you.
0: I, I, I 100% agree. I would bet something like you too could work for a lot of people. If you enjoy you too, they're the kind of band where you could listen to um, that heavily overrated album from 1987. Now, the thing is, if you listen to a banger like boy or war, forget it, it's all over you're gonna be taking off your shirt and uh, dancing on the ceiling, if you know what I'm saying. Um, I do love playlists. Of course, I like making playlists. I have been going through a huge jag with Guided by Voices right now uh, that I return to them every 18 months or so. Um, You know what? This is, so the specific one, I'm gonna, this is so odd. This is, even for me, this is an odd thing. And I'm I'm about to blow up this guy's spot or as they say, put him on blast, Um, but in a good way. Um, I... (laughs) Let's see if I can find a. Okay, I'm going to send you a link. This is so creepy of me. This is the first stranger, I think, where I've gone and just gone ham on all of their playlists because <laughs> uh, their tastes are so similar to mine. And yeah. I'm going to click this here, and I'm gonna I will put this into notes. But here's how this started. This started with me looking for a certain... It was me looking for a certain uh, '90s indie rock song that's not obscure. It was, you know, popular at the time, but it's not a song that the ton of people today would like know, like let alone listen to. And mm-hmm. what song was it? It was on. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It was in. It was in a list called Makeout Club, and Makeout Club is a not obscure. It's a song that I have put on tons of playlists. I love the video. I love the song, but it's a little bit obscure. So this, I found this playlist and it's Freed Pig by Sabido, Seed Toss by Superchunk, Game of Pricks by Guided by Voices, Web in Front by Archers of Loaf. And my hand of God, when I pulled this list up for more than a second, I thought this was one of my own playlists because I don't know anybody else out there that is putting Bright Light by Versus on a playlist, "Super Ball" by Helium. Yes, I'll allow it. Tragic Carpet <laughs> Ride by Polvo. You don't hear that every day anymore. Um, and then what was it? Oh, what kind of monster are you by Slant Six? And then, yeah, Shoot the Singer by Pavement. And I was like, wait a minute. Get out of my soul, man. <laughs> and his name is Paul. He's called Paul Bruno. Bru- Bru- and Paul Bruno. 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 Go Bruno. Go click on that thing. Did you get the thing I sent you? Yeah, click I just clicked
1: that. it. I'm there. I'm looking at all these. And then um, hit see all. Hit see all. Mm, And look at these
0: playlists. If you like the stuff I like, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Wow, there's a
1: lot here.
0: And they're really good, but they're each thematic. Oh God, look at this. Kiss Me Deadly,
1: Big Hair, Big Riffs, Stuffed Crotches. But tons of indie (laughs) rock. There's
0: one here called Nothing To Be Done, More 80s College Rock and Indie Rock. Shore Leave by Young Woo. Guys, that's the offshoot band of the Feelies. And that's pretty, it's a little bit obscure. Uh, Nothing to be done by the Pastels. Close Lobsters, what a great band. Dump Truck, love Dump Truck. Um, Gun Club, you don't hear them much anymore. Brenda's Iron Sledge by Robin Hitchcock. Please don't call me Reg, that's not my name. Check out 2541 by Grant Hart from Who's Screw 2541, big windows to let in the sun. Check out Paul Bruno on Spotify. And Paul Bruno, if somebody's brought this to your attention, I am so sorry for how odd it's going to be that a, <laughs> that a slightly larger number of people than usual subscribe to your playlist. It's because you've made a 53-year-old man so very happy in these uh, in these awkward times. Um, music's great, you guys. Check it out. You want to hear me sing any of these other songs? Yeah, go do two more. Let's see. Okay, let me find one that's real good. Oh, um, uh, every day... I get up and pray to Jah. That's a, take the skinheads bowling, take them bowling. There's that. Um, Oh, Clang Bang Clang by the Lemonheads, back when they were kind of a punk rock band. You know, that's probably enough. Uh, Oh, The Clean. Oh, New Zealand. Woof. Now, what's going to happen is if somebody tells John Syracuse about this, he's going to listen to this part. And he's going to sit there, he's going to know four, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, he's not smart or something, but John is frequently extremely baffled by the dumb names of bands that I like, and he's yeah. pretty insistent that they're all just made up. You cannot make up a name like The Terrible Parade, or Minimal Compact, or Velvet Monkeys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they're all on this one list. Of course, you got Half Japanese, Jad Fair, right? Mekons, my band opened for Mecons in 1995. Really? Uh huh, Mekons are really good. You ever listen to Mekons? Never. I haven't even heard of them. Uh, they're they were an old school English punk band who's just been around bloody forever, and uh, they've gone through tons of different styles of especially rock and to uh, some extent country. And uh, M E K O N S Mekons very good. Check out Paul Bruno. Check out my SoundCloud. Check out Girl Talk. Is Girl Talk on here? Girl Talk is fantastic. Girl Talk is amazing, and I, I, there's so many. I I, I love that. Basic combination of here's a here's like a song from the 70s or 80s, and I'm gonna mash that up with a song from last year. It's like that, no, my love, girl, talk, feed the animals, put it in show notes. Dan, we're running long. It's time yeah. to quarantine. Yeah, come the dumb, dumb the come. Was it dumb to, too dumb to come? What's it called? What was the title?
1: Uh, yeah, DTF six nine six nine. Okay, Roger that. Okay, let's button this up. <laughs> All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.